We're back with some more college football action here to close out the 2022 season. Got some great bulls on tap for this one. So let's jump right into it. And we start off in Albuquerque, New Mexico with the New Mexico Bowl. SMU taking on BYU. SMU comes into this game as the 59th overall team in the hot tip of power ranking. BYU is the 62nd overall team. And it was an SMU that kind of struggled out of the gate this season. Didn't get off to a super hot start, but they definitely turned things around as the season went on. Ended up winning four of their final five games. That only loss coming against Tulane, who ultimately, you know, went on to win the American. And, you know, Tanner Mortar has been a great quarterback obviously has declared for the draft um, we haven't heard officially if he's going to be playing here in this game um, as a recorded but but all signs do point to him playing um, it appears at the moment but he's been great 3300 yards and 31 touchdowns for him on the season Rayshon Rice a great receiver this season 1300 yards 10 touchdowns to go along with that and I think you had a decent rushing game as well Tyler Levine led the way there 551 yards for him on the season nine touchdowns touchdowns to go along with that and overall it's just an SMU offense that played fairly strong this season especially in the second half of the season putting up 47 or 479.8 yards per game and they go up against a BYU team that didn't have a terrible season I mean obviously both these teams finished with seven and five records um, but BYU certainly didn't live up to I think the expectations people had for them going into the season um, you know were touted as a potential you know playoff dark horse um, granted I, I think that was a little bit overblown but seven and five certainly didn't live anywhere close to that jaron hall you know was a decent quarterback 3100 yards 31 touchdowns on the season for him um, but you know did leave that final game of the season for buiu with an injury is expected to play in this game puka nuka led the way at wide receiver 625 yards five touchdowns for him christopher books was a strong rusher as well with 729 yards in the season and offensively they didn't score or didn't move the ball as well as smu um, but they still did a good job 404 40 point two yards per game defensively BYU is a very strong team as well holding their opponents to 408 yards per game SMU giving up 446 yards per game but going into this one assuming Tanner Mordecai plays and, and like I said all signs point to him playing as I record this here I think SMU is just purely the better team in this matchup BYU really struggled against better teams this season and in how well SMU looked down the stretch of the season I don't think there's any reason they can't win this game taking them minus one and a half here against BYU you. Next up on the card, we got the Armed Forces Bowl in Fort Worth, Texas. Baylor taking on Air Force. Baylor comes into this game as the 26th overall team in the Hot Tibet Power Ranking. Air Force is the 53rd overall team, and obviously it was an Air Force team that I loved all season. They end up hitting their win total, win nine games, and it didn't always look pretty. I mean, they lost some questionable games. The Wyoming loss, um, you know, earlier in the season definitely scared me about this Air Force team, but they really turned it around, really finished the season. Season very very strong and you know it was a Baylor team that coming off the Big 12 a season ago um, you know we thought was going to play good and, you know they, they have a decent games they end up losing their final three games against you know arguably the toughest teams in the conference but you know Blake Sapin had a decent season 2600 yards 16 touchdowns for him um, but overall the, the passing game for Baylor just ultimately didn't seem like it was there like it was the season before Baldwin was a decent receiver 565 yards for him four touchdowns on the the season they did a decent job running the ball Richard Reese led the way with 962 yards on the season um, but offensively it was a team in Baylor that was only averaging 429.2 yards per game not exactly the the offensive stat line that you need
need to, to be super competitive in the Big 12 these days. But they go up against an Air Force team that obviously likes to run the ball like any triple option team does. You know, um, Air Force really finished the season, though, with one of the strongest running back rooms in the entire country, as to be expected with, with any service academy team. But, you know, 330.9 rushing yards per game um, is a great stat line no matter who you are. Brad Roberts was outstanding for this Air Force team, rushing for 1,600 yards and 15 touchdowns on the season. But a large part of the success wasn't just the specialty players, wasn't just the running back room for Air Force. Their offensive line was very, very strong this year. And I think it's a big reason why they were ultimately favored so much this year. They ultimately ended up winning nine games. And it's offensive production-wise, Air Force had one of the best producing offenses um, in the entire country this season. Defensively, they didn't do a terrible job. And if they're able to put a little bit of pressure on this Baylor offense, I think they can certainly keep this game close. Baylor, you know, played some competitive games, but but ultimately struggled to, to match the success that they had a year ago. I think Air Force continues their success here in this one. I think they play a close competitive game um, here against Baylor. Taking Air Force plus six and a half here in the Armed Forces Bowl. Next up, we head to San Diego for the Holiday Bowl. We got Oregon taking on North Carolina. Oregon comes into this game as the 13th overall team in the hot tip of power ranking. North Carolina is the 46th overall team. And North Carolina did not look good to finish the season. I mean, quite frankly, that that's the only way you can say, you know, they lose their final three games. Obviously, didn't look great in the ACC championship game. Um, but overall, they were, they were a decently strong team this season. And, and for Oregon, you know, obviously didn't start the season off with the great with that Georgia loss. But Outside of that, you know, they really played a strong, strong season, um, you know, struggled at the end. Obviously, you know, they blow the big lead against Oregon State um, to keep themselves out of the Pac-12 championship. But, you know, it was an Oregon team and in a Bo Nix-led squad that looked solid this year. You know, he passed for 3,300 yards and 27 touchdowns on the year. Troy Franklin, you know, was a great target for him, 867 yards on the season, not to mention Bucky Irving did a good job running the ball, 906 yards for him. Um, and overall, it was an offense in Oregon that was just able to score points this season putting up 39.7 points per game um, but they go up against the North Carolina team that, that really stacks up very similar to what Oregon did this season yeah they struggled a little bit at the end but offensively North Carolina putting up 35 points per game I mean Drake may really had an outstanding season over 4,000 yards for him 35 touchdowns on the year if they could have just hung in some of those games you know Drake may in my mind was a potential Heisman candidate for a large part of this season um, you know ultimately kind of the team as a whole falls apart at the end and it really hurts those chances but you know he did a good job running the ball as well 653 yards and seven touchdowns for him and um, while he hasn't confirmed that he's playing here in this game like Bo Nix has for Oregon um, he has announced that he's coming back to North Carolina so I would be pretty shocked if he doesn't end up playing in this game um, Josh Downs though their lead target at receiver for North Carolina has opted out of this game Antonio Green you know should certainly step up in his absence and, and get some more targets and, and he was a great receiver as well this season um defensively both these teams though certainly had some problems this season oregon giving up 27.4 points per game north carolina allowing 31 points per game um but as much as, as oregon impressed me this season this is just too big of a number like i said i think these are two very very evenly matched teams i know north carolina struggled a lot more down the stretch of the season and, and really did not look good against better teams in their final three games but going into this holiday bowl game against an oregon team that that also had some struggles late in the season i think north Carolina is able to keep it close. I'm taking them plus 14 here against Oregon. Next up on the card, we head to San Antonio for the Alamo Bowl. We got Texas taking on Washington. Texas comes into this game as the 10th overall team in the hot to bet power ranking. 
Washington is the 15th overall team. And, you know, for Texas, obviously finished the season strong with a win over Baylor. And while an 8-4 and four record isn't terrible, I don't know if that is exactly what, what Texas fans and what Steve Sarkeesian were hoping for um, this season. I mean, you know, Quinn Ewers was a good quarterback, obviously missed a little bit of time, but 1,800 yards, 14 touchdowns on the year for him. Um, but a large part of the Texas success obviously came from their running game. B. John Robinson, an absolute star at the running game, 1,500 yards, 18 touchdowns for him on the season um, and while he hasn't officially said whether or not he's playing in this game there, there are some rumors swirling that he could potentially opt out so we'll have to wait and see there um, it does look like Xavier Worthy will probably end up playing 676 yards and nine touchdowns on the season for him and, and offensively it was a Texas team that was fine but they certainly struggled against some better opponents this season and as far as Washington goes you know finished the season very very strong with a win in the Apple Cup Michael Penix you know had a strong performance 4300 yards 29 touchdowns for him on the season you know, probably one of the better transfer pickups for any team in the entire nation um, this season. Roma Dews and Jalen McMillan were great. Both receivers finishing with over a thousand yards this season. Um, and offensively, it was just a Washington team that, that really moves the ball down the field about as good as anyone does in the country. 521.7 yards per game for them. Um, and defensively wise, you know, Washington fares pretty well with what Texas did this season. 36.8 yards per game is all Washington allowed. Texas giving up 36.2 yards per game um, and while Texas is essentially kind of playing a home game you know being in San Antonio so close to Austin well Washington has to travel a little bit um, I don't know why this spread is so big I think Washington is still a very very strong team I love what Michael Penix has done this season and I think they're able to keep this one close I think they're able to cover this spread I'm taking Washington plus five and a half here against Texas before we get into some New Year's Six Bowls, if you haven't already checked out the website, head over to hottipbest.com and take a look at all the picks over there. We got college basketball, college football, NFL, NBA, NHL, UFC, horse racing picks being posted every single day. Also, follow the Hot Tip Bets main account at Hot Tip Bets on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter to stay up to date with all the content being posted over there. Follow my personal accounts at Hot Tip Bets Chris on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter to stay up to date with all the content that I am putting out, as well as on Betstamp, where you get early access to all my picks and get a notification every single time that i place a bet and last but definitely not least if you're watching here on youtube hit that like button subscribe to the channel hit the bell notification so you don't miss out on any future uploads and most importantly drop a comment down below let me know who you guys are betting on here for college football bowl season and let's get into these new year six bowls now we start the college football playoffs in Arizona as TCU takes on Michigan here in the Fiesta Bowl. TCU comes into this game as the fifth overall team in the high tip power ranking. Michigan is the second overall team. Um, obviously, you know, Michigan holds on, beats Purdue in the Big Ten Championship, end up going 13-0 this season. TCU, you know, had the undefeated regular season, um, take it to overtime against Kansas State in the Big 12 Championship, but they ultimately losing that one. And despite that loss, it quite honestly didn't matter for TCU at that point, but what they've been able to do this season um, was very, very impressive. And they were certainly one of the more doubted, undefeated, and playoff teams this entire season. But what Sonny Dykes was able to do here in his first year at TCU was absolutely remarkable. I mean, in no small part to the success of Max Duggan, you know, a Heisman candidate um, passing for 3,300 yards and 30 touchdowns on the season this year. Really did a great job getting a lot of guys involved in this offense. But um, his main target, and probably one of the best, if not the best, wide receivers in the entire nation, Quentin 
Johnson, who, who really was just outstanding, 900 yards receiving for him. And, and ultimately, it seemed like any time um, he, he was even remotely open, he was going to come down with the catch this season. It's a big reason why this TCU was, team was able to, one, get to the playoffs, but just score so well this season, putting up 40.3 points per game. But they obviously find their their toughest opponent of the season here in the playoffs against Michigan. J.J. McCarthy, um, a great year at quarterback, 2,300 yards and 20 touchdowns for him on the season. But the success for Michigan obviously comes in the running back room, whether it was Blake Corum, whether it was Donovan Edwards, it really didn't matter. Opposing defenses could not stop either one of these guys this season. And, you know, no matter who was on the field, it was a great running back room for Michigan. And I think a large part of that success for Michigan was because of the solid offense offensive line um, they had up front not to mention Ronnie Bell at receiver um, who was able to produce in this offense with 754 yards on the season and offensively it was a Michigan team that was right up there with TCU as far as scoring points goes putting up 40.1 points per game um, defensively Michigan certainly has an advantage coming into this game you know had one of the best defenses in the entire country this season holding their opponents to 13.4 points per game TCU struggled a little bit more allowing 25 points per game kind of to be expected in the Big 12 style of play that they play. Um, But ultimately, it's a TCU team that won me all sorts of money this season. I loved betting on them. Um, you know, they were a, a dark horse, unranked at the beginning of the season, all the way into the college football playoff here. And yes, this is going to be a, a very, very tough matchup for TCU. Don't get me wrong. They go up against one of the best teams in the entire country. But with a month prepare, I really think Sonny Dykes is going to have his team ready to play in this one. Michigan, yeah, it is a great team. Their defense is very, very good. Um, but I think they struggle to slow down this TCU offense. And I think because of that, TCU is able to stay in this game able to keep it close and i think we stay under the touchdown here taking tcu plus seven and a half here against michigan now we head to atlanta for the second playoff game as ohio state battles georgia in the peach bowl ohio state comes into this game as the third overall team in the hot tibet power ranking georgia is the first overall team obviously georgia got the win in this building against lsu in the sec championship game um ohio state obviously not playing in a in a championship game you know finished the season with the loss to michigan um but really outside of the first quarter of that game for ohio state really did not look like a great team but cj stroud on the season obviously had a great year 3300 yards and 37 touchdowns for him um, a big part of the success for dj stroud this season came from marvin harrison jr um, who has you know been one of the best ride receivers in the entire nation 1100 yards 12 touchdowns on the season for him um, williams also did a strong job running the ball for ohio state 817 yards and 13 touchdowns on the year for him and offensively it's an ohio state team that has a very electric offense and can certainly put up some points averaging 44.5 points per game but that's not to say the Georgia offense has been bad by any means. They they get knocked a little bit because they weren't necessarily blowing teams out with is a little bit of a myth. They they certainly were running up the score at times. But overall, Stetson Bennett still had a good year. 3,400 yards, 20 touchdowns on the season for him. Um, Brock Cowers, you know, led the way as far as catching the ball went. 726 yards. Kenny McTosh led the way running the ball with 709 yards, 10 touchdowns for him. And offensively, Georgia was fine. And, and obviously, they went 13-0, and but putting up 39.2 points per game game um it's certainly nothing to sneeze about but really what it comes down to for georgia 
is the defensive side of the ball. The best defense in the entire country, pretty much hands down, holding their opponents to 12.8 points per game. Ohio State had a good defense, but, but struggled a little bit more, um, giving up 19.3 points per game. And they certainly struggled a little bit more against better teams. We certainly saw that against Michigan. They played Michigan. They played a very, very close game um, against Penn State. Even going back to week one of the season, they played a pretty close game, at least in the first half, against Notre Dame. And as much as I want to see an Ohio State-Michigan national championship, see that rematch, because holy cow, would that game be amazing? I struggle to see a way that they get past Georgia here. The Georgia defense is just so, so strong um, and, and really has not had to try. And, and it's just been the number one team in the country pretty much the whole year um, and, and just continues to succeed. I think Georgia wins this game pretty handedly. I'm taking them minus six and a half here against Ohio State. And we close out the college football bowl season here in Pasadena as Penn State takes on Utah in the Rose Bowl. Penn State comes into this game as the seventh overall team in the high Tibet power ranking. Utah is the sixth overall team for Penn State. You know, finished the season fairly strong. Wins in their last four games. Obviously, Sean Clifford, um, you know, has looked very, very good this year. 2,500 yards and 22 touchdowns on the season for him. And, you know, when you only have losses to Michigan and Ohio State, two playoff teams, and then they played Ohio State pretty close to Michigan game wasn't great, but you know, a team in Penn State um, that, that is very, very competitive here this season. Parker Washington was a major contributor on this offense. Nicholas Singleton, also a strong, strong rusher, 941 yards and 10 touchdowns for him on the season. Overall, it's just a Penn State team that offensively played very, very well. 35.8 points per game for them this season. And when we look over to Utah, they obviously come into this game following a win in the Pac-12 championship. They finished the season 10-3. and three. And, and Cam Rising looked good this season. 2,900 yards, 25 touchdowns, also rushed for over 400 yards. Um, but one of my concerns about this Utah team is Dalton Kennard. And, and we'll learn more about um, his injury and, and how it will affect him in this game. Ultimately, it looks like he'll end up playing. Um, but he had a noticeable injury in the Pac-12 championship game. We'll see what he decides to do, but 890 yards and eight touchdowns on the season for him. Um, their lead rusher and Tavion Thomas has already opted out for this game, so they won't have him at running back. And it was a Utah team that put up 40 points per game this season. But this Penn State team is not easy, especially Penn State on the defensive side of things. Fared very well this season. They held their opponents to 18 points per game. Utah was good as well, holding their opponents to 20.4 points per game. But I think it's a Utah team that kind of struggles in this matchup. Personally, it's a Penn State team that I have just loved this entire season. They've really impressed me. And if they didn't have to deal with Ohio State and Michigan, you know, being on their side of the Big Ten, who knows what could have happened with this Penn State squad this season. I think they come into this game against Utah um, and really show up in this spot. I'm taking Penn State plus three here against Utah.